0: Welcome to Western New York Catholic Weekly, a production of the Office of Communications for the Catholic Diocese of Buffalo. Stay tuned as Greg Prince brings the Catholic newsmakers to you. Wherever it's happening in the diocese, you'll hear about it on Western New York Catholic Weekly.
1: You may remember a year year or so ago, we talked about a brand new fundraiser for the Sisters of St. Francis of the Newman Communities, Burgers, Brews, and Blues, and we are going to talk about that again today on the program, and uh, we have a couple of guests here that are joining us. Uh, Cindy Munshauer will join us uh, later on to talk about that event specifically, but we're going to talk about some other goings-on with the Sisters to start the program this morning. And our guest in this first segment is no stranger to the program. It's Sister Patricia Burkhardt. Um, yeah, she has uh, held several positions within the Sisters of St. Francis of the Newman Communities. And by the way, you know them as the Williamsville Franciscans. And uh, Sister is back with us on the program today. Sister, welcome back to the program. Thanks a lot, Greg. Uh, currently, you are working with the retired priests of the diocese, that right? I
2: am. I'm in my, I think, third or fourth
1: year. All right, great. Mm-hmm. Terrific. How's that going for you? Well, okay, mm-hmm. good, 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 good. Uh, in a ironic turn of events, we're going to talk about some of your retired sisters today. So um, uh, you got experience on both ends, it looks like there. But sister, first of all, let me just let me just kind of go back historically a little bit for uh, people who are either longtime listeners of the show or uh, you know folks that have been around the diocese of Buffalo there. In entire lives. You know, um, 20, 25, 30 years ago, we um, really began talking, uh, not just as a diocese but around the United States, about pressing needs for our women religious, women and men religious. And, uh, yeah, that was the genesis of, uh, what we know now as the Retirement Fund for Religious. Um, what we were seeing at the time is what we continue to see, and it affects pretty much everybody in the United States, all, you know, working Americans in particular. Healthcare costs escalating, people living longer. How are we gonna make those two ends? Meet. And like I say, everybody has to deal with that. And one of the ways uh, years ago that um we kind of started a foundation for that in the Catholic Church of the United States was through the Retirement Fund for Religious. So in many ways, what we're going to talk about today, sister, it, it isn't really – new, right? It's been an ongoing process for your community and really all religious communities to kind of talk about how are you going to meet these needs, right?
2: Absolutely. And in the origin of the retirement fund, we've had um, projections where each community already knew when this day would be coming, yeah. where we had continued um, decision-making necessary to care for our aging sisters. and. They're living longer. We have a 104-year-old here in our Williamsville group and a significant number in their 90s, and many of whom are still um, in very good health given their age.
1: Uh, just uh, for, for people maybe who aren't as familiar with uh, with your particular Franciscan community, uh, you know, um, I'm a Stella boy, so I'm certainly way more familiar with them. I've worked here for 30 years, so I kind of, you know, I know about all the communities now. But just to refresh people's memories about the, uh, about the Williamsville Franciscans. Well,
2: we came to the diocese over 150 years ago, and we've been— active in health care and in long-term care, plus education uh, for many, many years in the Catholic schools of the diocese, both elementary and high school. And so our presence has been here, and it has been in many areas. Uh, We also have a mission in Peru and a mission in Kenya. And in 2004, this Williamsville group rejoined the Sisters of St. Francis of Syracuse and the Franciscan Sisters in the Archdiocese of New York and the Sisters of St. Francis in Millvale, Pennsylvania. We actually had all started out together in 1855 and through various um, historical reasons, we all became independent. But we always knew who they were and we had times of coming together. But in 2004 we actually had a ceremony that reunited the family. And we changed our name from Sisters of St. Francis of Buffalo or Williamsville to the Sisters of St. Francis of the Newman Communities because St. John Newman had been part of our foundation in Philadelphia in 1855. So he was early on in our beginnings.
1: Okay. Um, now, in many ways, right, <clears throat> that Um, that coming together for the communities is in some ways a reflection of why you're here today, it's all kind of part of the same process, right? Things change, you know. Right. There, there, like you said, there are reasons that you broke into independent communities for a time, and there's reasons that you, you come back together. Um, so now you're at a point where, um, you are looking at, uh, you, you mentioned you knew at the beginning of the retirement fund for religious, um, as uh, both yourselves and religious communities had projections, you're at the point now where where you really want to make some decisions about what is the best long-term solution, particularly for care of those older sisters we were talking about.
2: That is correct. And our actions here in Williamsville come out of our larger congregation, which is headquartered in Syracuse. So the plan began – With our general leadership in Syracuse, which was to look at care of our aging sisters, continuation of our ministries, and financial sustainability so that as our sisters continue to live longer, we have the sufficient funds to care for them. And so in 2015, we started this discussion among ourselves what we were seeing what our statistics were showing us and how we might go about choosing options for that future that has been ongoing and it's now sort of coalescing in a real significant plan in which we're looking at how can we best care for our sisters how can we have our sisters who are able still continue in ministry and what we have decided is that the best thing would be to stay at St. Mary of the Angels, which is going to be, I think, 19 years old come November. So we've been in that house. When we built it almost 20 years ago... We also had this day in
1: mind sure.
2: because of the way we laid it out and, and the ability to have our sisters function even though they were aging.
1: Yeah, I, I think we talked about that at the time. Exactly, even, so right. right so studio, all of
2: this so. is coming coming to be. And um, what we decided was that we would very much like to plan to stay at St. Mary of the Angels. But we also need then to have a, a partner in rendering the care for the sisters. So this phase two is now going to be looking for a senior care provider that could be the owner and the operator of St. Mary of the Angels, give our sisters the adequate care they need, allow us to stay together as a religious community, and have the uh, younger sisters still continue to be able to work in ministry.
1: That's a real key, right? Uh, That um, the... The sisters will continue to um, be able to do the ministries they've been involved in. Right.
2: right? And it's not unlike what families are going through, where they're caring for aged parents and continuing their daily life in in raising their families and enjoying their grandchildren and so on. So uh, this is sort of a larger group, but it's um, very similar to what families are experiencing.
1: Uh, now, you mentioned that this is uh, a, a discussion that, that's not just taking place um, right there in Williamsville, but uh, all of your regions. involved communities and mm-hmm. in your regions are going through this same process, right? In fact, now, it, now uh, uh, Syracuse is already moving along with a plan right. like this, um, right?
2: Uh, three years ago, there was a new facility that our sisters in the central New York region moved into, and that has an operator. A senior care provider from the Central New York area, and actually, it provides us here in Western New York with a very good model because that has been an excellent arrangement. The community and the provider have worked through a lot of the challenges, and we're doing very well. And the sisters have their house; their religious life continues. They have a chapel. They celebrate jubilees and all of that there. So. Uh, that's been, I think, a great encouragement to our sisters in Western New York because they see how well it's worked.
1: Right, there you and go. our sisters in
2: Pennsylvania <laughs> and our sisters in Hawaii are in the same stage as we are here in Western New York. We're all in this uh, phase two point.
1: Now, let me – I'm going to ask the question that I'm sure you've already heard so that we can just get it right out of the way. Um this is not the sisters shutting down here in Buffalo and Williamsville. That, that's not what we're talking about here today, right?
2: In no way, Okay. No. In fact, doing this is going to allow the rest of us to stay in ministry and mission and know that our sisters are well cared for. And um, I like to think since our coming to Buffalo over 150 years ago, we've kind of re-imaged ourselves and reshaped ourselves according to needs Exactly. So this is like one more part of that ongoing evolution of life. And um, we look at it as a way to strengthen our ministry in these days and care for our sisters who are getting up in years.
1: Uh, I mean, it makes perfect sense. And as you say, those are the same um, decisions that are are being made across the board in uh, well really just about in our own families but in any kind of of organization, well, you know, um, uh, you have facilities that you need to manage. You have, uh, so you have a you have a property end. You have health care that you need provided for for the sisters. Um, so in many ways. This seems like a logical step, right? That yes, it does. Uh, to, to have somebody mm-hmm. kind of manage all those phases yeah, for you. Right.
2: And each phase has some newness to it. So um, because we're not real estate brokers in any way, <laughs> exactly, we. Right. Our community leadership out of Syracuse has engaged an international company called Plant Moran who do this kind of planning and assisting in developing new plans for religious communities throughout the United States. They're not uh, strangers to us. We've used them before for some of our strategic planning. So they're going to be on board helping us frame the request for proposal and then helping us uh, evaluate the responses that we get back from any prospective uh, buyer for this property, and then continuing with us as we make the transitions and operations. So we're, um, we have our plan, we have our um, assistance through the Plant Moran Company, so we think that we're in a very good position to start this process of Phase two.
1: Well, and it sounds like and I'm going to tie this to what Cindy's going to talk about in just a moment here. Um this sounds like a responsible way to manage your costs and to make your development and your fundraising, like we're going to talk about in the next segment, even more effective.
2: We hope so. That's our aim and that's our great hope. Yes. Yeah. And um, we, you know, we since our sisters have retired, um, there's less income coming into the to the community, and so it's got to stretch longer, just as anybody who's retired. And also, we continue to uh, have these various fundraisers to to support our um, plans. Um, to care for our sisters and to continue our work in the church.
1: Um, one thing I want to mention before I let you go, Sister, is uh, you know we've been talking about the sisters themselves. That's the that's the whole part of the the study that uh, you're working on here. But um, people may also be familiar with, and if they're not, they they might be interested in. You have an associate program as yes, well we with the with the Franciscans. Yes, right? and they're
2: called Franciscan Associates, and these are men and women who have um, come to know us and want to uh, be part of our spirituality and our tradition in the tradition of St. Francis and St. Clair. And um, throughout our community, we have over 300 of these. That's, you know, all of our regions. And we have some in in Puerto Rico, and we have some in Hawaii and in Peru, as well as our main centers in the uh, mainland of the United States. And um, we invite them to a year of preparation where they get to know more about St. Francis and St. Clair and how that charism of Francis and Clair has perdured down through the centuries and how it gets lived out in the sisters. So there's a spiritual aspect to it, and then there's this um, being part of our spirit and life here in western New York. And we invite the associates to Most all of our congregational events, our jubilees, our uh, yearly celebrations, and um, I think it's been an excellent thing for us because as our sisters age, they can the associates can take this Franciscan spirit into what we call the marketplace. So wherever they are, they they never make vows; they make a commitment. Um, And it's renewable or they can make a life commitment after so many years of um, pledging their support to the spirit of Francis and Claire and taking it wherever their life takes them. And so then they bring those experiences back to us. So it's a wonderful mutual sharing that goes on between the sisters and our Franciscan associates.
1: I should mention that any of the things we talked about today, you want to learn more about the Sisters of St. Francis and the Newman communities, it's very simple. If you can remember Sisters of St. Francis, SOSF.org. So um, good of you to get that uh, domain name (laughs) early, sister. Uh, SOSF.org is the website for our Williamsville Franciscans. Sister Patricia Burkhardt has joined us to talk about their uh, current plan and their their ongoing plans to uh, continue their ministry and care for their aging sisters. And uh, we're going to talk about some fun
3: stuff in the next segment, Sister. So uh, thanks for being with us today.
2: It was my pleasure. Thank you, Greg.
3: Make your voice heard. There are thousands of Catholic New Yorkers who are working together for justice in our society, promoting the values important to our faith. Join the Catholic Action Network and speak out in support of the poor and vulnerable, the sick and elderly, the unborn, families and children. Sign up online at nyscatholic.org and click on Join the Network. That's nyscatholic.org. For more information, call the Office of Pro-Life Activities of the Diocese of Buffalo at 716-847-2205 and visit the New York State Catholic Conference's Legislative Action Center. Read alerts on important legislative issues and email your state representative. Stay informed and strengthen the Catholic voice in New York. You'll find it all at nyscatholic.org. That's nyscatholic.org.
1: The Western New York Catholic is now available in Tops Markets. The official Catholic newspaper of the Diocese of Buffalo is reaching more people than ever. Now, on the first weekend of every month, you can find the latest issue of the Western New York Catholic in your local parish or in your local Tops-friendly market. You'll also find the Western New York Catholic on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and at wnycatholic.org. And next time you're in Tops, make sure you pick up the Western New York Catholic.
3: The July issue of the Western New York Catholic is now available in your local parish.
1: I promised on to the fun stuff here on uh, Western New York Catholic Weekly, and this is really uh, uh, um, one of the ways that uh, the Western New York community um, really gets behind—not uh, just the Sisters of, of Saint Francis of the Newman communities here in Williamsville, but really all of our uh, uh, all of our religious communities—we uh, have a very generous town, and we have lots of opportunities to help, like the one we are going to talk about with Cindy Munshauer, who is the Director of Mission Advancement for the Sisters. Cindy, welcome to the program. Thanks,
4: Greg. Glad to be here.
1: Last year at this time, we talked. Talked about the very first burgers, brews, and blues, and uh, we're going to talk about it uh, again. Uh, very successful last year, I understand.
4: Very successful. We had we sold out before the event even took place. People absolutely loved it.
1: Terrific. Uh, give us an idea. What the? How did we come up with this idea? What's it all about?
4: Well, it was kind of a brainchild of Jerry Mazurkowitz and Dick Shayner and Edna um, who said, you know, we do a food and wine tasting. We do a spaghetti dinner, but we really should do something to bring more people in. And they said, let's just have a fun summer night, call it Burgers, Brews, and Blues. And that's how it all started. And we held it last year, and we're holding it this year on Tuesday, August 15th at St. Mary's of the Angels. And it's basically people come. They have a lovely social hour. Then we have – we call it a barbecue, but it's really an upscale barbecue dinner. And people wanted to know who the caterers were. I mean the food was phenomenal. But the big entertainment is – You know, it's our entertainment with Janice Mitchell and also Jim Baseline and his trio. I mean, just phenomenal Buffalo musicians. You know, the Buffalo Music Hall of Fame jazz and blues vocalist Janice Mitchell is accompanied by the trio and um, they'll perform from 6.30 to 9 o'clock that evening.
1: We had a terrific time talking with uh, Janice here last year about her career and about uh, her excitement playing this event. And I know she had a great time playing it and is looking forward to to coming back. We won't be able to get her back in the studio for uh, this program. But uh, both her and uh, uh, Jim, really, and the other musicians as well, I mean, they've played with G- with. Tons of, I mean, internationally known artists. Janice, of course, was a a Raylette. I mean, Mm -hmm. just amazing people.
4: Yeah, she's done five world tours and was backup singer for Ray Charles. And she's Mm -hmm. also performed like with Stevie Wonder, Fabian, and Yvonne Ellman. And then you've got Jim, who's um, you know, a company accompanied nationally known pops and blues artists, um, Aretha Franklin, Chuck Berry, and Muddy Waters, just to name a few. And But they're as nice as they are talented, and it was such a wonderful evening to have them there and interact with them. People just loved it. Uh,
1: and, you know, the, Buffalo is – we have a lot of different uh, blues festivals in town. Certainly, uh, you're striking a chord with the Western New York population, and who doesn't like burgers and barbecue, right? I mean, that's a <laughs> – you know, yeah. it's certainly a good thing, and uh, you know, some of us like to have a beer or two. So uh, the brews part of it, and uh, this year you got one of our uh, uh, newer local breweries on. We do, and site we're, we're
4: thrilled. the The Twelve Gates Brewing Company is going to come and provide the brews. Um, they were established in two thousand and fifteen, and they're located right out in Williamsville and um you know an independent craft production brewery and it produces high quality handcrafted beers i'm told in 30 barrel in a 30 barrel brew house so um we're excited we're going to be meeting with them tomorrow to go over all the details and give them a tour but this really puts a it takes it up a level with our brews portion of it.
1: Yeah, uh, they have a terrific reputation in, in town. Um, they brew some great beer. They have a beautiful facility there, mm-hmm. and they're your neighbors. I mean, sounds like yep. a perfect fit for you guys.
4: Yeah, it, it's a nice partnership, and again, we're look, very much looking forward to that. And we have a lot of support, and this is a fundraiser, but it's also a friendraiser. We found last year we got some people into St. Mary's the Angel that had never been there before, and they came from as far as Rochester. That's how popular this event was. And I think any time we can get people in to interact with their sisters, they have a wonderful time at the event, but they start to learn more about the sisters, learn more about their personalities, learn about their contributions in western New York and beyond. And I think it's a beginning of relationship building with people and and who want to get to know more about the sisters and what they do and how they can get more involved. So it's really a win-win all the way around. They have a good time, but it's a nice Relationship building process too.
1: I, that's exactly where I was where I was going to go with you actually because you know we we mentioned the associate program with the sisters and uh, you know you, you're talking about how you, you really want to kind of introduce people to the sisters. The fundraising portion is great, but really to, I, I I don't want to gloss over that because it, we want to go back to kind of what we talked about in the first segment of the program today. This is also one of the ways that um, you as a community are able to sustain those ministries. You have to be responsible stewards. You have to manage your costs. But then, you know, you also have to, have to supplement that um, income uh, that has lowered in the in the years as the sisters get older.
4: Absolutely. And this does enable us to do that, you know, to take care of the aging sisters, but, you know, supporting the ministries. Because many of our sisters are out there making enormous contributions throughout this community. And they're not getting paid or they're underpaid. And as more sisters retire, the need for financial support. And I think the people... that that were taught by our sisters, the people that were cared by our sisters in the hospital, they know about the education and healthcare. care, are so appreciative. I talked to a man yesterday that said – he almost started crying on the phone. He said, Cindy, I will continue to support them. I will never forget the education that they gave me. But more than just health care and education, they're out there working with the immigrants and the refugees and so many other worthwhile organizations. And all this funding we need to raise for the sisters will support the sisters in their ministries. And – So we hope people will come.
1: I had given the the website in the first segment. I imagine if people go to SOSF.org, you'll be able to find information about the the Burgers, Brews, and Blues fundraiser that's uh, coming up. Um, Tell us uh, some of the specific details about it, days, times, cost, all those kinds of things.
4: Okay. It's going to be held on Tuesday, August 15th at St. Mary's of the Angels, 201 Reese Street in Williamsville. We're going to start with a social hour from 5 to 6. Well, if the weather permitting will be out on the beautiful patio with the gardens and the gazebo, so we look forward to that. There will be beer, wine, we have lemonade and iced tea, and it's a great social hour. Then we'll have the barbecue dinner, which, as we said, last night, year it was described as gourmet, followed by the music starting right at 6.30. I would expect
1: 6:30. nothing less from the sisters, Well, actually, we have so. a dietary
4: <laughs> staff that I will put up against any other dietary staff. And the, the people always want to know who our caterers are, and they try to outdo themselves. Yeah,
1: well, sure. Well, that's all good. That's good. Sorry, so, and I interrupted you. No, Sorry.
4: that's okay. So that's but it's just a, a, a good, good evening. Great food, great beverages, Get to know the sisters, but, you know, world-class entertainment and it's $50 a ticket.
1: Uh, Yeah, and you mentioned last year you sold out. You had to cap it off because you had so much interest. Now, you're expanding a little bit this year, I understand. But if people want those tickets ahead of time?
4: They can go online or they can call me directly, which is 632-632. Two one five five extension six eight seven, and that'll get you right to my desk, and I'll be happy to talk to you in person.
1: Okay, very good. So uh, that's uh, all the information about burgers, brews, and blues. Uh, you mentioned actually a couple other fundraisers people might be familiar with during the year, and you, and you do do other. Uh, you know, this is a, a newer event for you, but there are other things that you do throughout the Some year. Some of the
4: right? things we try to do in May, we just had our big uh, food and wine tasting, which okay. is our biggest fundraiser and so well supported. On October 29th, we'll have our annual spaghetti dinner. We serve about 750 meals, so it's not your tiny spaghetti dinner. And that's (laughs) out at Our Lady of Peace in um, Clarence. And then on Sunday, November 12th, we have a benefactor mass and brunch that is very well-received. But then we do other things, like last week we had a, what we called a Franciscan Friends Breakfast. We did not charge anything. We just tried to get new people in, and the sisters stood there and talked about their incredible ministries, like the Deaf Ministries, English as a Second Language. And we always welcome people to come in just to be our guests, to have breakfast or have lunch, and get to know the sisters better. So, And I'd also like to thank some of our sponsors of our events, particularly this event. The Absolutely. Martin Group is back, Dopkins and Company. We have um, so many other people. Monsignor Michael Yonk is a sponsor. Carol and Reg Newman, Life Storage, and the list goes on and on. And we're looking for more sponsors. So if people would like to become a sponsor, they can contact me as well.
1: Uh, terrific. Uh, again, uh, Cindy's uh, number, 632 632- 2155, extension 687, or go to the website. You can find all the information there, SOSF.org. If you think you're going to have trouble remembering that, Sisters of St. Francis, (laughs) SOSF.org. Very easy, very simple. In fact, if you search on uh, um, Williamsville Franciscans or Sisters of St. Francis of the Newman Communities, it comes right up at the top at Google Ask me how I know. Uh, <laughs> Cindy Shower, our guest uh, from the uh, Sisters of St. Francis uh, who uh, handles uh, development. And I'm going to call you the director of uh, fun for this program because uh, have have you're handling the fun stuff here.
4: Yeah, good people, a lot of good people, good sisters.
1: Cindy, thanks for being with us today. Thank you. As always, uh, for any of the information about the stuff that we talk about here on the program, you can visit us as well. Uh, Look for the radio page at wnycatholic.org or under news and information at buffalodiocese.org. I'm Greg Prince. I'll be
3: back with you next week. The July issue of the Western New York Catholic is now available in your local parish. Make your voice heard. There are thousands of Catholic New Yorkers who are working together for justice in our society, promoting the values important to our faith. Join the Catholic Action Network and speak out in support of the poor and vulnerable, the sick and elderly, the unborn, families and children. Sign up online at nyscatholic.org and click on Join the Network. That's nyscatholic.org. For more information, call the Office of Pro-Life Activities of the Diocese of Buffalo at 716-847-2205 and visit the New York State Catholic Conference's Legislative Action Center. Read alerts on important legislative issues and email your state representative. Stay informed and strengthen the Catholic voice in New York. You'll find it all at nyscatholic.org. That's nyscatholic.org.
0: You've been listening to Western New York Catholic Weekly, produced by the Office of Communications for the Catholic Diocese of Buffalo, with the help of the Catholic Communication Campaign and this radio station. If you have a comment about this week's program or need more information about anything you hear on Western New York Catholic Weekly, call us at 847-8744 or send us an email to radio at buffalodiocese.org. Our email address again is radio at buffalodiocese.org or call 847-8744. You can visit the Western New York Catholic and the Diocese of Buffalo online at buffalodiocese.org. And be sure to join Greg Prince again next week for Western New York Catholic Weekly.